This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. I'm Joey, the seven-foot-tall monster, and I love wrestling. I'm Nick, and I'm here, and I love wrestling. And you're the fans, and you're all tall, and you love wrestling. I'm Steven. I'm average height human, and I hate wrestling. You Should Love Wrestling is a show where we try to convince Steven that he should love wrestling. You should love wrestling, WWE, cause I love wrestling, a lot of loving from me. We on the podcast, Joey Cliff, Nick, and Steve, but Steven ain't wrestling, gotta make him a believer. I'm all hoping out, I love Rick Flair, The Undertaker, Tombstone on the chair. So tune in every week, cause we got a new guest. You should love wrestling, cause it's the best, yes. The best way to support our show is by going to boardwalkaudio.com backslash you should love wrestling. Click the Support Our Artist button and shop on Amazon like you normally would. Welcome to Requestlemania 2, our fan request series, and you should love wrestling. <laughs> a lot of you have been tweeting, emailing, and Facebooking us about matches that you want Steven to watch, so we picked a few of them for this episode. Yeah. Welcome to the show, everyone listening. You made this show happen. You did it. And Thank God you damn it, these clips were so long. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, these, these, this actually, these were kind of long. For they me. were. I yeah. was like, uh, I thought, uh, like, I thought, like, fan request episode. I'm expecting a whole bunch of, like, five minute clips. So this is going to be nice and easy. Yeah. Man, I started, like, watching these. I was like, God. What a slog. I bet you're really missing the days when uh, Mae Young gave birth to that hand. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That was like two minutes, three minutes. If we could just go back to hand birth when things were simpler. Uh, Yeah, that'd be nice. Which also, it was... It may yeah that may young hand birth very short video felt so long she was really mm-hmm. in labor pushing out that hand for forever it felt like yeah, yeah. and she then she farted that was fun but yeah that is fun boy guys this is really really great you know we're here at Requestlemania two and <laughs> yeah we, we don't have an actual yeah, we're, we're at the we're at the the, the Superdome mm-hmm. yeah we're here in the, Hulk in the press here. box. Yeah. And, and 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 even though our guests were surrounded by millions of guests listening yeah. right now, it's it's kind of nice. It's just the three of us here. And boy, up until this point, have we learned a lot? We we really have. <laughs> We've learned that apparently, when we don't have a guest, we get very wistful <laughs> <laughs> looking back on yeah, literally. What have we're, I done with my life? We're the wife? most nostalgic people possible. The second that we're alone in a room, yeah, together. yeah. It's just like, man, you remember the good old days? Of Actually, that's May fair. Young. Like, uh, like. Uh, Steven, uh, Nick and I, uh, were in a sketch group called local business comedy. We did a show last night at the, uh, Bright Assistance Brigade theater. Mm-hmm. And we definitely spent like 30 minutes during the show, sitting in the green room, just talking about the good old days. Yeah, we did. Oh yeah. Those good old days. Oh, those good old days. Uh, Guys, listen, we're, we're so yeah. glad that you're here listening with us. We're going to have a fun time. And now here's Don Henley's The End of the Innocence. I 
I did cut to that. Oh, you did? <laughs> well, I don't, I didn't well, expect well, we to cut I don't know what that is, but it's going to be in. One of the many so, running gags from the good old days. Yeah. The end of the innocence. Oh, uh, <laughs> and speaking of uh, speaking of which, there's a, a special guest in Steven's oh, closet that <laughs> I'd like us to. to oh yeah, it's uh, Joey's it's not Henley. sitting in his normally seat. Video. Don. Uh, <laughs> no. Hey, Steven, I've been here this whole time. That's right, uh, fans. At the Superdome, we brought my closet, yeah, closet. with Don Henley in it. Uh, yep. And of course, the skeleton of Glenn Fry. <laughs> Wait, who's Glenn Fry? It's from the Eagles. Oh. Oh, cool. you know, Don Henley w- was in the Eagles. Don Henley's the drummer for the Eagles. And he famously carries Glenn Fry's skeleton around yeah, with him. Yeah, hey, well, I, somebody I thought, has to. I thought it was the guy from Futurama that you were talking about. That's uh, Philip J. Fry, Stephen. <laughs> well, uh, look, before we get to things, we're I, this is episode probably we're in the high twenties at this point. Oh yeah, um, maybe the low thirties, oh, yeah. counting bonus episodes. Uh, just overall, what do you feel about wrestling now, as compared to like where yeah. you were on episode one? Oh, what a great question. Um, where we at, Stephen? You know, yeah, I, I still. Uh, I mean, ultimately, every episode, I tell you, I hate wrestling. Yeah, and that has yet to become untrue for me. Okay. Uh, I think uh, looking but... back, yes, looking back on uh, the many hundreds of episodes it felt, it's felt <laughs> like we've done, uh, you know, there hasn't been some things that I've definitely uh, learned and new uh, points of appreciation and respect I have when I think of like uh, Ricochet and oh, yeah. the high flying guys. Will Osprey. Shit. Will yeah. Osprey. That's Flippy the other shit. one. Yeah, cruiserweights or whatever. Cruiserweights. So I was like, oh, that's pretty impressive. Uh, and I think a little bit about mankind. And I'm like, well, that's cool. Uh, never stop impressive. thinking about mankind. I think that's a good <laughs> mantra. Yeah. yeah, never stop. In general. Uh, you but, saw Vader's eye literally dangling out of his eye socket. Yeah, it was literally hanging. I'm still like red, a string like made of cartoon. eye I, stuff. I think Joey said that just to make my blood boil. And. <laughs> Motherfucker, it works. <laughs> like, I'm mad. Yep. I'm instantly mad about this. Uh, it was not hanging out of his eye socket. Uh, nobody has any good evidence of that. Um, uh, but yeah, I think at the, then again, a lot of the other stuff I think I, that we watched, like of uh, Ric Flair and his incredible uh, Royal Rumble. Uh, and I was just like, that fucking sucks. Wow. Like, who would ever want to watch that shit? That's a bold statement. That's you know that thing that Ric Flair did. That sucks. It did. Wow. It was so boring. Okay. He was fucking hanging on the ropes. He was being a little bitch. Yeah. yeah. Bobby Fuck Heenan him. was. But he was a heel. He's supposed to get that response from you. Yeah. yeah. Remember, uh, which, well, remember who Bobby Heenan was? Bobby, uh, wait, he wrestled in that? He was a heel commentator. Yeah, Bobby, he, oh, yeah. he was the uh, Italian dictator from WrestleMania. That's oh, right, the yeah. Italian dictator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember him. Yeah, Andre yeah. the Giant. Yeah, how could mm-hmm. I forget? Yeah, he was uh, fun. Good times. Yeah, Bobby yeah. is good. Good times. Love him. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I feel I feel steadfast in this position. Uh, I'm trying to find new ways to relent or uh, concede ground that I feel I'm okay with conceding. Uh, but you know, it's hard. It's hard. Well, apparently, Stephen, and this was. This happened because of you, and we can or cannot get into details, but apparently we're going to go see some live wrestling soon. Yeah, let's not get into details. We won't, but it's going to be coming soon. Yeah. People... Let's, this is going to be crazy. Let's just say that, yeah, I... Steven uh, got, made it uh, happen. I got real drunk, <laughs> uh, met a gentleman who's involved in a wrestling thing, yep. and I talked to him about it real drunk, and I was like, he's, I was like, you, you gotta, you, we gotta go, man. I gotta go to your show. And he's like, I'll get you free tickets. I'm like, it's got, we, we have to go. We gotta so be backstage. Happening. I want to meet everybody. So, <laughs> so, so in the future, get ready, folks. 
So what you're saying is you love wrestling when you're drunk? <laughs> no, I like I just love talking to people, and I was like, be, I was like, this is oh, this is perfect. I'm gonna connect everybody. <laughs> Nick's gonna go, and Joey's gonna go. You guys are gonna love them. You're gonna love all these guys. Oh, <laughs> so, hey, what do you think about Don Headley? Do you like the good old days? Yeah, like, hey, Joey, there's something in that closet, Joey. Go for the door. <laughs> and I'm high fiving My myself. Not Joey, we're on your closet. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! You're not Don Headley. Shut up! You're not Don Headley. Yes. Um, Wait, so would you love yeah. wrestling if there were breaks in the match where the wrestlers just talk to you? Uh, I mean, I'd be, <laughs> yeah, I guess I would be more yep. interested in it if I could sit down and hear from a human in the middle of it. Just like there were like, like, like maybe it was like a multi-fall match and in between every fall, like, like one of the wrestlers would walk up to you and be like, how's it going, Steven? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Have a good if time. We could have, like, honestly, that's the best thing about doing this podcast, guys. I get to have real co- human conversations with you. Sure. It's real nice. Uh, real quick. Also, sidebar. The only reason the reason that whole wrestling thing came up, this thing that we're going to be doing, uh, I like I like how uh, not specific I'm being with this, but it was because I brought up uh, Willie Roberts, who is a friend of that person too, and I was like, he's great. Like Willie he on has a- performed in Lucha Vavum. Yeah. he's he's uh, yeah, he's either wrestled or he's like uh, like managed somebody, like come out with someone. Yeah, Something. yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. Know. So that's uh, that was the connection there, and I was like, oh my god, yeah, and we we. Uh, gushed about Willie for like oh. 10 minutes. Everybody loves Willie. Yeah. Yeah, Willie's a good dude. Yep. A good dude. Yep, yeah. and he, he is involved in this in this promotion. Yeah. Speaking of good dudes. Did I just say the promotion without even realizing? It's early and we were up late, so I don't know if I yeah. literally just said you it. You did say the promotion. Did I just say it? It's yeah. fine. Maybe, God damn it. Maybe we'll see... Uh, I mean, I don't know. We could also buy tickets like humans. Do we... Wait, are we can we, bleep it. Are, are we... Ooh, we'll fix it in post. Yeah, let's bleep it. Uh, wait, are you, are you saying that I thought you were calling us like our show a promotion. No, no, no. He mentioned the the wrestling okay. promotion that we're yeah, going. Yeah. To see. He did, yeah, he did already. I did. I, I, I was like, I'll figure, I'll figure out a way that I'm going to cut that later. No, yeah. no, just bleep it. Just we'll bleep <laughs> it out. Uh, it's definitely CZW. That's what he said. Yeah, we're, we're going, going to, going to com- CZW. We're going to do a combat zone wrestling show. Ah, okay. Uh, Zandig's gonna. Make Stephen Blade hard way. We're, we're actually be... no. Don't worry. We're going to CC's W, which is actually CC's <laughs> Pizza Wrestling. I oh, knew. I love this it. This is a classic Nick Legger mac joke. and cheese on a pizza. CC's CC you later, bitch. <laughs> Guys, remember when Nick would reference things in the nineties? Those are good times. Those are good times. CC's Pizza's still around. Uh, one quick thing I want to ask, since uh, we're about to do our live show. This is this will come out after we have d- done our live. This show. This will come out years Wait. after we've done our live show. Uh, are we gonna have like a <laughs> episode? Will never a be SLW champion? Or can we crown a YSLW champion at our show? At our live show? Yeah, That's I feel not like a bad international idea. champion. We gotta like have something where we get somebody can get the belt. Man, who's gonna be the champ? Okay, I think that uh, I mean obviously it's gonna be me. Seven, <laughs> seven feet, foot tall, said, yeah. seven feet tall. Like I can do, can do five hundred pounds. Can do standing moon salts just just on the mat. I don't um, know. I've held titles all the way, all up and down the entire West Coast, uh, parts of Middle America. Sure, yeah. Um, I was the OVW TV champion for three years running. Yeah, um, I beat Alabama uh, hardcore yeah, champ. Yeah, beat Nick Dinsmore in a in a like, one hour Broadway match that just really burned the house down. Yeah, we'll Eagle bring Stare. we'll bring in some Nick more Nick Dinsmore. Good old yeah. Eugene stuff for Steven soon. Yeah, yeah. Can't wait. Yeah, Eugene is a We haven't shown him any Eugene. I yeah. think that I know how he would feel about it. Do you notice every time that now the top of the show, I'm on your side now. You notice when Joey does, I'm seven feet tall, and I go, yeah, I'm here. And <laughs> yeah, uh, I just, fuck you. We, <laughs> I'm so past it. Joe, I do hate that. 
uh, bit. I can't even call it a bit. There's nothing to. Uh, all right. See, but no, then Stephen gets mad about it, and and suddenly I have hope again. So yeah. now it's, I'm kind of back in. You it. like me being upset? Yeah. Now I'm kind of back hey, in. I just it. like Congrats. being proud of the way my body looks. Okay. Yeah, seven feet. Yeah. All right. Seven I, feet. Um, now I'm mad. Anyway, I hope okay. I hope we crown a champ. Um, okay. Uh, before we get into things, um, thank you so much for uh, submitting. We received definitely a lot of submissions from people. I know we couldn't fit like all of them into this episode, but yeah. I feel like this is going to be a thing that we're going to do with uh, you know some level of consistency. Um, like it's it's tough to like you know a lot of people have been emailing us matches, and it's like mm-hmm. it's tough to fit like a twenty minute wrestling match in sort of a normal episode because yeah. we're already doing matches that the guests request and etc. But it's like you know it's great that we can uh, you know that we get your requests and that we can do things like that to show Stephen things that maybe like our guests wouldn't suggest. So right. thank but you very much. Do please keep sending those things. We do look at these tweets. Stephen and Joey apparently do log into the email. Yeah. I do see the Facebook messages and everything. It's just I've never been on that email. Yeah. And like, <laughs> not going to lie. Yeah. And like stories, questions, like, you know, like, you know, feedback, just like just all that stuff is always appreciated. And um, you guys are great. You know, we're going to crown a YSLW champion at our live show, and, yeah. the, champi- and the champion's going to be you. It could be you. <laughs> it could be, be, yeah. be you, fans. We're not, yeah, we're, you know, we're not just going to give it to them. they got to come yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. they got to come out and beat the shit out of Steven. Uh, all right. Uh, WrestleMania 2, brother! Ooh. <laughs> uh, first, Brian Suarez sent us Max Landis' Wrestling Isn't Wrestling via you should love wrestling at gmail.com. Wrestling Isn't Wrestling is a 20-minute YouTube short written and directed by Max Landis. Max wrote the film's Chronicle and American Ultra and is a huge wrestling fan. He uses the two-decade character arc of Triple H to explain to the audience the merits of professional wrestling as a storytelling art form. In Brian's email, he said, I don't know if you guys have made Steven watch Wrestling Isn't Wrestling yet, but I think it would be a good thing to talk about on the show. And I completely agree. Thanks so much, Brian Suarez. Here's a clip. You do know it's fake, right? More real than any other TV show, WWE Raw features live death-defying stunts performed in front of an audience of thousands every week. People who feel the need to tell you that wrestling isn't real clearly don't watch wrestling because the show features an undead wizard, leprechauns, uh, an evil group of male cheerleaders. This show does not pretend to be an athletic competition. Instead, it's a TV show about a wrestling show. It has more in common with Game of Thrones than it does with UFC. And if you follow one character all the way through, you can see that this format allows the telling of interesting, diverse, and compelling stories. And there is no better place to start than with probably my favorite wrestler, Triple H. So uh, I remember when this came out. Uh, I think that uh, 2015. I don't remember. Yeah, it's it was like old. 2015, 2014. Yeah, uh, back when we started the podcast. Oh, the, yeah. oh, the good old days. Ah, <laughs> uh, like, wistful. Like it was definitely within the past year. I think. Right. Yeah. Um. And uh. Yeah. I think that this is. Um. It's definitely like an interesting video, and I think it's a good choice for Stephen to watch, and for like you know you guys to watch if you haven't seen it. It's um. It's 20 minutes long, and it really just tells like just the character arc of Triple H from when he was Hunter Stownsley to, you know, the game Triple H to the CEO of this company, Triple H. And like, I think that it goes into a lot of what we were talking about in like the Jason episode and a few other episodes about like wrestling is something, it's like comic books where storylines will take decades to go through. And um, yeah, I mean, I think that there are definitely points where like the, uh, 
the feel of this isn't necessarily somebody reading you Triple H's Wikipedia page. Mm -hmm. It's more like your drunk friend at a bar is telling you <laughs> what they like about a character. Yeah, it's got a drunk history vibe to it yeah. in, a, in a weird way, sure. Yeah, I so, mean, it's it's like an exact ape of drunk history, yeah. in fact. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, you know, it's like if you're like cornered at a party by somebody who's like really excited about the Hulk and like they're just talking to you about like World War Hulk or whatever, <laughs> and it's like the way they're going to describe it, it's not necessarily like the Wikipedia 100% accurate thing of it. It's just like what they're excited about. It. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, I cornered you at a party so we could talk about Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I, it definitely felt like this video a little bit. But, yep. uh, um, which also like somebody cornering me at a party to talk to me about wrestling has happened too many times since the start of this podcast. I, uh, oh, also, that's wonderful. My fucking nightmare. Every time they're like, you know about like the fucking space invader? I'm like, I don't fucking space know. I don't care. Is that a character? I don't know. I'm no. making them up. That That's how that's how much I tune out whenever somebody like gets real excited about it on with mm -hmm, me because mm -hmm. I'm just like, I don't know who this is. I don't know why I should care. Why? You kind of like you've been getting cornered at parties. That's kind of fun. I do. Yeah. I, bet, I bet people are more open. Yeah. Like, so Steven, you know, what do you think about, uh, you know, uh, Chris Benoit? Yeah. It's become like a weird like thing that people are like, oh yeah. So you like wrestling? Chris yeah, Benoit. I'm talking about his, when he was the space invader, the Chris yeah, Benoit, yeah. Space, the Chris invader Benoit and space invader, uh, not murderer. So anyway, another thing <laughs> in this video, uh, the wrestling isn't wrestling. So I will say this, it, it's definitely chock full of a shit ton of fun wrestling and celebrity cameos, not to mention a bunch of people from the comedy community are in it. Oh yeah, like uh, that, that like a uh, friend of the show Ryan Namath is in this. Yes, um, familiar faces. Friend of the show Macaulay Culkin is. Yes, in this. he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, uh, he is. Seth Green's in this. Uh, yeah, you know, it's um, it's uh, Max Landis has a lot of friends. That's and a lot of enemies, according to the internet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, Joey, Joey Ryan. Ryan is also in this as well. Is that Joey Ryan? I was like, I yeah. think that yeah. might be. John Morrison, right? Yeah, John Morrison. Uh, uh, here's the thing. We're, uh, just, we're just telling you the, the things thing. we see. Uh, yeah, on this video, I, I, when it came out, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of this type of like online video. Like it's, it's fine. It's okay. It's funny. I don't love it. I get bored after a little while. I don't know if it needed to be 24 minutes. However, however. Uh, any video that puts out into the public consciousness that set, that explains the merits and the enjoyment and the entertainment of wrestling and says you should love it, which is what we literally do on the show, <laughs> I am totally fine with and support 100%. So in terms of this video, getting out there and saying, yo, if you don't like wrestling, you're a shithead. I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is this video has a couple million views on YouTube. Yep. I really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 2.4. Um, I feel like it's... Uh, Wrestling is definitely going through like a resurgence uh, in popular culture, and it's not like f it's not like fully boiled over, but it's like a resurgence in that like it's like cool to like it and not embarrassing to like it. Like we right. talked about on the Willie Roberts episode a little bit, and I definitely saw this video as being sort of an example of like it, it's sort of like a a product of that of like Max Landis, totally like a dude just being very open about his love for professional wrestling, and like I'm sure that this video like probably like caused some new fans or some new people to, or some people to like not look down on wrestling as they maybe did in, you know, 2010 or whatever. Yeah, when they see, like, other, maybe some people that they know or some familiar faces or someone like fucking Macaulay Culkin popping <laughs> up in a video and being like this, like, whoa, the, the <laughs> Culkster like likes wrestling. it? Yeah. yeah. Because they call him the Culkster. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, one, uh, like like you said, Nick, I mean, we and Mac Landis are doing God's work by encouraging people to like wrestling, I guess. Yes, we are. Uh, How but, glad are we ever. But I, okay, so... Here comes what how does this 
convince me or encourage me in any way. There's DC Pearson in the video uh, to like love wrestling. Like I watched this. Uh-huh. I paid attention to it. I was like, you're just telling me a storyline. And then Bill Osman isn't enough to convince you to like wrestling. It's weirdly not. Uh, Zach Perlman did not do it for me. We're just going to, I'm going to wow. name every single person. As we watch this, we're going to name every familiar face in this video. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's something about, I'm just like watching it. Like what, what he tells the storyline. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll say there's an, there's an interesting, I guess, storyline there. Right. Um, uh, I think it's also it's also taking away that it makes it very obvious in the title wrestling isn't wrestling. It is literally saying it's like, look, we what we try to do on the show again, it's doing the same thing. We're saying we know it's fake. We know it's a storyline, but here's actual reasons why it's good. But see, I, I I think I feel like I disagree with his premise. He's like, oh, there's this is a storyline that they've developed and whatever. And this is a 20 year story and whatever. I'm like, yeah, it's a 20 year story. Mm-hmm. It's too fucking long. Mm-hmm. This story that you told in 20 minutes is still too long. Oh. You could do like you could do this whole thing as a movie or whatever. And it'd be better and more watchable but mm-hmm. instead they do it as a 20-year story that we have to keep on watching and listening and like, but like who fucking but cares but it's not like it's not a 20-year story that they did with uh with like like with a serious like okay year one yeah he's gonna right. be the blue blood people are really gonna freak out in year 15 when he actually marries vince mcmahon's daughter like right you know it's something yeah, there, totally. there are a million there are a million stories that happen within the, this 20 years it's just like this is the this is the the combined story of this character you know mm-hmm. um yeah they didn't plan it out beat for beat i mean you can't nothing's ever planned yeah yeah really. but yeah i mean it's not like it's just saying that this has been not necessarily even the story that was planned it's just been the natural progression of the story that they've told yeah uh yeah i still don't buy it i mean i i get i guess or, or whatever, whatever the premise of this video is, whatever like the big like convincing argument is, is like it's entertainment. I'm like, yeah, no, I, I know, I know that's what it's supposed to be. I just still supposed feel to feel. I still feel like it fails. Okay. Uh, it fails for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I was, I guess, in a way, like a lot of these like fan videos, these online videos. Here's my theory about whatever. Um, kind of usually come with a big twist or reveal or. You know, by the, it's like, oh, by the way, uh, Princess Peach is actually the bad guy in Mario. You know, like I was I, I was expecting something to like <laughs> uh, get my brain fucked with a little bit. And he was just like, don't you get it? Wrestling is like art and entertainment. And I'm like, yeah, who fucking cares? Max Landis. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know. No, not nothing. Like, is it like, did that work for you? Did whatever his premise was like, can, it, do you find right. it convincing? I guess but, maybe because I'm already sold and I agree. Yeah, I think he's, like, you okay. know, he's preaching to the choir for us. Yeah, I see. Yeah. Um, like, like I, I get what you're talking about. Um, but like, I feel like, um, I mean, I think that what he wants us to get away from this is that like, you know, wrestling shouldn't be viewed as like a combat sport. It should be viewed as Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings or whatever. Yeah, which I disagree with only because I don't give a shit about either of those things. But you get what I'm talking about. An it's, episodic. It should be, it should be right. looked at as like an epic and yes. not as UFC. Yeah, yeah, I still feel like totally. fundamentally like by doing it so much and without. Uh, yeah, this is a criticism. I'll make the, like a big over 
uh, maybe too harsh of a criticism of like wrestling is no, like harsh. Uh, that when you when you do a story for 20 years or whatever and you you know you have to put on a show every week or every day or whatever it is mm-hmm. uh, I do think the product suffers like imagine imagine trying to tell a story you know every week for 20 years you'd be like I mean I don't know what the fuck else that's happens. what we're doing with this podcast <laughs> we're telling a fucking story every week Shout for the next story. 20 years uh, God, I hope it goes on for another uh, only twenty minutes. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, but you know what I oh, mean. Hey, like, good good cameo from the I like Turtles kid. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I like yeah, Turtles. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's great. Uh, that is a great kid. Like I want to be. <laughs> I want. I'd like hang out with that kid. Whatever happened to him? Um, oh, you, <laughs> he got a turtle. Yeah, he got, oh, that's right. He ended up getting the turtle. Oh, oh David former WCW Arquette. champion David Arquette is in this video. He was a WCW champion. Oh, oh you yeah. got so much to oh, learn. We I gotta know. show you that. Oh, you guys man. got so excited about David Arquette, like in wrestling. Hey, man, former really? WCW. Yep, he was the former WCW world champion. We really don't get that excited, but you know who does? Mm. Vince Russo. Oh yeah. <laughs> Bro, when we put the belt on David Arquette, bro, and let me tell you, bro, no matter what, and I mean it, he was over. I just want to say. He was so over. I went into the arena, and you wouldn't believe it, and I mean this, bro, when I say this, when all with all sincerity, they were cheering, bro. <laughs> they were cheering for him when he was the champion. Because actual Vince Russo, what are you doing in Stephen Perlstein's apartment? Bro, I was outside, bro, and I heard, wait, and wait, I mean Joey, this. Joey, we're at the Superdome. This what is happening, bro. Your, your apartment was built into the Superdome. You moved his apartment into the Superdome, and I couldn't even believe it, and I mean this when I say it, this apartment's a dump. <laughs> what a fucking dump, bro. It's a dump. Uh, Oh, thanks, Vince Russo. I, I you're that. welcome, Vince Russo. Good. I was gonna leave, <laughs> but you just, bro, Wait. you called me back no, into on. the room, no, and I, now I have, have so much that. more bro, to say. Uh, Seriously, Wait, um, Vince Russo, could you please describe to us uh, your plans for the rest of the day, bro? <laughs> let me Seriously. tell you, bro. This is a Sunday, bro. A fucking Sunday. Oh my God. People <laughs> ask me, bro. Vince Russo, back in the Attitude Era, when you were writing for WWF programming, which, by the way, bro, is fake. It's fake. I tried to tell people this all the fucking time, bro, and I mean it. When I say this, it's written. So why would I, as a writer... Knowing that oh, it's oh, fake. Oh, 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 oh shit, Vince Russo, watch out for that car. Uh, great. Uh, and I'll be back. I just want to say for sure, David Arquette will not be the YSLW International Champion. Fuck, I didn't get to talk about David Arquette. That's okay. Next time. Uh, so, uh, anyways, Stephen was saying. Wow. Uh, so uh, I can't believe he was here. So basically, Russo, uh, ladies and that gentlemen, took like forty minutes. <laughs> Tell that to Vince Russo. That's so. Uh, Stephen was making a point that oh, yeah, I'm tired too, that, Joey. That like wrestling would be, <laughs> <laughs> shut up. <laughs> that uh, wrestling would be better served if it wasn't every week, and because it's every week, there's some level of just like throwing bullshit at the wall. Yeah. And I would say that's a very actually common criticism with, with criticism from wrestling fans toward. Uh, world wrestling entertainment and 
why a lot of fans love Lucha Underground. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, like World Wrestling Entertainment, they famously don't have an off season. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we've, you the, do that. Yeah. yeah the, uh, the closest that they get is uh, around Christmas, they, um, they pre-record a tribute to the troops show where uh -huh. they'll, they'll, uh, They'll do an event in like an armory or something like that for uh, for like veterans, and they get like and, two weeks off. And it's, barely, it's not even that; they get like one week off yeah. for Christmas, basically. And um, it's just like that's when they have like one pre-recorded thing that they show, right? And um, because of that, like there often does feel like they're just kind of throwing stuff at the wall, and like sometimes there's greatness that comes out of that. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's like definitely like oh, they're clearly just spinning their wheels until <laughs> this guy comes back from injury or whatever. yeah, yeah. And, well, um, the benefit know, to Lucha Underground is that, you know, they can like write a season's arc worth of stories. It is a tightly written season. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. And that's I think that's uh, there's something like to it? that. I mean, there's something there that's better about that for sure. Uh, you know, I think which I is think like one's a, a TV about, show and the other one just kind of goes forever. Well, and that's and yeah, that's a problem. Like, I think in a lot of ways, like uh, Bill Goldberg or uh, William Goldberg or <laughs> cameo in that video. The um, Goldbergs this fall on ABC. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, I think about like a late night show. I was thinking about this today. I was like, I guess you could compare it to wrestling in a way is like they continuously put out the show yeah, every fucking day. But the thing about it is they're not trying to tell a story every fucking day. They're telling jokes. They're serving small bits. I think I guess what I'm saying is like if you're trying to do something repeatedly, refillably, just the same fucking thing over and over again, it's bits it's it has to i think it, it can't i don't think its story can contain itself that long i just don't uh it's not years. worth it it's not yeah or or like even even just trying to go over and over like i don't know when the story is going to end i don't know when people are going to change like it's just just it's a weird form of improvisational storytelling and if you've ever seen uh, an improv show where they do that you'll go this fucking sucks you wouldn't want to watch improv for 20 years <laughs> well, um, i don't want to watch it for 20 minutes i want to start a 20 year improv show <laughs> take that keith salta james uh <laughs> um, him out but uh keith salta james a friend of ours did an improv show for like seven days straight or something seven days straight yeah um but world uh, record but uh to go to go back to uh what steven was saying um i mean it's not like just it's, it's not just like meandering nothingness for 20 years it's like they definitely plan like story you know story arcs that last anywhere from like a week to three months or whatever. Yeah. That's yeah, like two a year. That's usually what like feuds or angles are where it's like, uh, you know, uh, a wrestler will have some reason to feud for this wrestler, be it the title or whatever. That'll lead to a match at the pay-per-view. Mm -hmm. Like it'll, you know, probably the first time will end in some screw job ending the second match. They'll do it again. And the heel will win like through kind of like some other kind of like sketchy means and the third match. They'll do like a cage match or whatever, basically a match type that's designed to, take away the things that the heel used to win the previous time. Sure, right. right. So if right. they have somebody, if they have people that interfere, they'll do a cage match. If right. they, to, to you know, <laughs> theoretically keep them out, but they yeah. usually almost always somehow um, get in anyway. And then like usually the, a, like a welding torch out and just like cut through the, Oh yeah, it's happened. Yeah, it's happened oh, yeah. before. Cool. Yeah. Welding wire torch, cutters. wire cutters. Um, I want you, a torch. I want to right. wire cutters are stupid. Bring but usually, and this is just classic wrestling one-on-one. And then usually the third match is the blow off match where like the face will usually sort of get their big win. Uh huh. And then the following week, some other kind of big baddie will come out of the face will fight. And then they'll start another three Start another thing. feud. Yeah, there's and, definitely um, a natural progression. Yeah, and, the, and it's like, that is something that I guess is sort of, uh, it's something I have to wrestle with, wrestle with, uh, as a wrestling fan a little bit, in that like, there are very few situations where you get sort of a, uh, like, a satisfying end to a story. Yeah. 
um, I think that uh, because like they always have to kind of build to the next show. Yeah. So it's like there's very few situations where it's like Daniel Bryan at the end of WrestleMania 30 holding up both titles while while 100,000 people are saying yes, yes, yes. Uh, that was um, a great ending. And like I think that as a wrestling story, like as a wrestling fan, those are the moments that we. Um, those are the moments that we love, and those are the moments that we remember. I mean, you know, like Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, the end of WrestleMania 20 is another one where it's just like the good guys won, confetti rains from the ceiling. Tomorrow, Triple H or whoever is going to like cost him the title, but like tonight, but we sort of tonight, get that victory. Right. Yeah. You know, uh, Mick Foley winning the title in 1999 on Monday Night Raw. That's another one of those where it's just like, you know, the guy that you wanted to win is being carried around the ring mm-hmm. while the audience chants Foley and while the announcer is screaming. Like, and it was it, pre-taped and WCW told us the ending and everybody still turned it on and watched um, it and felt great. But like something that I will uh, criticize WWE for is like oftentimes they'll give us the moment, but then the moment will immediately be undercut by something designed to roll into the next storyline. Right. And like I get it, but it's also it kind of like robs us of the moment a little bit. Are you talking about like maybe some money in the bank cash ins or Uh, yeah, like money in the bank cash ins, uh, you know, um, like uh, I think that NXT is better with it. Much better. Yeah. Sami Zayn had a very complete storyline. Yeah, um, it's just like it's like it always feels like everything ends with the end question mark, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, for sure. Um, just because it's like they have to roll in the next few or whatever. Yeah, Uh I mean, Um, yeah, like that's the thing. Is that good stories have a spot where they end? I mean, that's why you know. I think that's why, like, uh, like with the lost, the for like you can say what you, what you want about the lost when that was on a uh, ABC back in the day. They oh, were like, I, we need I to know it from day one. They, <laughs> you're like, yeah, I get it, hundred uh, percent true. But people, you can fight me on this all you want. That show came out, and I said, eh, they're in purgatory. Everybody went, you're full of shit, and then like eight seasons went by, and it was like, yeah, they were they were in purgatory, but they weren't. At they were anyway. in fucking purgatory. <laughs> they were in purgatory. But the writers of that show were like, we need to know when we're ending, so we know how to finish the story. I think the same and thing they happened didn't, for so Breaking they kept Bad. Going. Well, the same thing. Find a more successful version of that for Breaking Bad. Sure, they're like, we need to have we are, we are setting an end date so we can end this story and actually end it well. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think good storytelling has an ill-defined ending. Uh, and I think so. So to me like by saying like oh it's story it's drama it's whatever it's like no it's not because you don't have your ending you don't have a way to there's no se- uh, series put, finale date you can't put like the catharsis the the up you know the negative the positive whatever because it's just like well and then also check it out tomorrow uh it's like no you're just yeah i don't know it's a telenovela well, maybe I well think that's, that's uh, like low forms of mm-hmm. art i mean i uh, i i think that um i mean and that's you know, that's sort of the, the issue with a lot of like WWE wrestling is like you never really get or you very you very seldomly get like a defined like our guy won hooray kind of ending. It's always yeah. like it's always like our guy won. But what's Bray Wyatt doing out here? Maybe, like, oh, no. Maybe his fans Bray. were just suckers for punishment, too, is yeah. in that we kind of know that they either can or won't stick the landing for a lot of things. And at least air quote series finale type ideas would sort of be things like WrestleMania. It's like, okay, tonight's the big night. Are they going to stick this landing or are they going to fuck it up? And we, and we know that they either will or they won't. And we do tune in thinking like, okay, are they going to wrap this storyline up? Are we finally going to get this big moment? Are they finally going to debut this guy? Is this new thing going to start? Is this old thing going to end? And I guess there is like a certain, 
again, sort of sort of like we keep coming back for more no matter what. Like, OK, are they going to end this right? And a lot of times they don't. But we keep fucking watching anyway. Well, and, uh, I mean, I think that a big part of the issue is that there are just there are so many like kind of WWE pay-per-view events. Yeah. Like there, there's always a big Only show to be more like there's always a, build, a big show to build to. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, like it's uh, back in the day, it used to just be WrestleMania was their big event every year. That yeah. was that was it. That was uh you know, they, they basically had like one year to kind of build the WrestleMania and storylines would like build really long and like, you know, like it would be six months to build to one big match or whatever. Yeah. And, um, then they added, you know, SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, Survivor Series. There were four a year and like, then you'd have kind of like three months to build the stories or you would use like sort of one of the slightly smaller than WrestleMania events to kind of build to WrestleMania. Yeah. But now that there's like one every month, it's like. There's a there's a WWE like network special event like three weeks after WrestleMania. They got to build to the day after WrestleMania. Yeah. And and I know that you can't do this with every single storyline just because of who's involved. But I actually really liked when they when they announced Rock Cena a year out. And they yeah, had that a was year good. to build to that. Yeah, I, I, love again, that. I understand you can't do that for the other people who are on TV every single fucking week. Yeah. But well, there are problems like that cool. with like like the rise of CM Punk where it's just like, oh, he deserved to be in that match. But like they promoted it as Roxena and they didn't yeah. they didn't really think the pipe bomb was going to be a thing. Nope. Yeah, they oh, oh. I want to make one tiny more point on this. So I think about like professional sports is maybe the only thing like you could say baseball is the only thing where they keep on going back every time and having this same exact type of thing happen over and over again. Mm-hmm. But there's they don't claim that there's a story there, but they do claim there is an athletic but competition. I, I feel like they insert, I mean, you know, like the, the Boston thing, you know, like the Cinderella stories, meteor crisis of teams. They definitely try to like shoe in storytelling into, you know, mainstream actual sports. Sure, Does the commentary do that? Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's still actually just a competition. And that's, and that's it. Like there, you people have people that they root for because they're hometown heroes or family pride, or they like the colors or what, you know, they like a player mm-hmm, or whatever. Mm-hmm. There is a, there is a, a real element to it where your heart can be broken or one just based on the people actually doing it. And I think wrestling, you know, you guys know it's all fake. We all know that, but I think it's like, okay, well you're trying to be something that you're, you can't like, I feel like they're trying to be something inefficiently or they're, they're working against inertia. That's my opinion. I guess people seem to like it. Uh, some people but, seem to like wrestling, but I'm just like inherently the way you're doing that is, is flawed. You, you don't like, but, you don't like real sports heartbreak versus what you feel is manufactured heartbreak. Well, I think that the, the difference is, is that, um, sports tries to, uh, shoe in storytelling, whereas wrestling tries to shoe in, uh, shoe in, Sports tries to like shoehorn shoehorn storytelling into an athletic competition. Um, wrestling tries to shoehorn athletic competition into a storyline. I agree, but Steven's shaking his head. No, I agree. I, the uh, stories do naturally get created okay. and come up when things happen in real sports. Let me, but they definitely try to bump it up and like make it a story. Yeah, I, I in real sports. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, totally. so here, time out, time out. Then uh, here's my question. Then when you go to a WWE event, do you hear the announcers? No, no. In the stadium, you don't hear um, the announcers. You, you, you can just get, watch. Uh, you, I think you can get like an app on your phone now and like mm-hmm. plug in headphones. But that's like a fairly new thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, you can't hear them in a baseball game. Exactly. Because they're not you, trying to put in story that like that's not an important part. You of don't it. you don't agree with Joey's thing. At the, at like during playoffs, they try to create stories to make you turn tune in. 
Uh, yeah, sure, a little, but I, do, I that's absolutely not, think. Yeah, they, they do. do. Like everything. Uh, well, is hold on, hold on. Even saying, if the story is you're talking Kobe, about, even if the story is Kobe Bryant's retiring this year, can he get in one last good game? You're yeah, talking. Yeah, yeah. You're talking about, but you're also talking about a narrow instance when that happens. That's not the regular thing, and you know. Oh, that's one hundred percent the regular is. thing. You, you think the fucking that's, you know the, Sammy Sosa the will he will he be able to beat Mark McGuire in the home yeah, run derby for his def- family? That is a real story that comes up out of it. I'm saying the. 60th, 60th game of a baseball season that has no major impact on whether or not they're going to make it to the World Series and it's just another game? No, there's no story there. Nobody's trying to make a story there. You I can, think the story is, boy, the story, even if the story is nothing more than, man, they're on a roll, this team looks good, they're building momentum, or how are they going to come back already after 60 games and they've lost 54? I, I mean, mean like, yeah. there's always like, something to tell. I mean, like, yeah. I, like I, went to, I, mean, I went to school for, like, journalism, broadcast news stuff, and, like, you 100% do that with like sports or anything it's like you try to find you try to find sort of like the loose threads of a story and time together so that it's like interesting to view and you can you know you can follow it other than just like gonna go watch somebody hit yeah. some dingers you know and just like uh, yeah. and just like and wrestling. Even, even that's a storyline of just like of just like will Ichiro be able to get his 50th home run not yeah. every week is gonna be gold but right in yeah. those weeks of like kind of nothing you have to take what's happened so far in the season take what's gonna be happening happening or what looks like could be coming up and be threading that through. So when the next no. big thing, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, here, my, my, there's a, there's so much evidence to the fact that this is not right. Is like, how, how about this? Like uh, on sports center or in the newspaper, sometimes they just show the score of the game That's and there's no story there. They never do that for wrestling. It'd never just be like, Oh, by the way, no, the, that, those happen all the time in wrestling. Like watch, watch it. I mean, part just, of the, pro- it, the, the whole thing is just, uh, by the way, the rock one that that's it. No, I mean sometimes of some, not. sometimes they just have matches. Um, yeah. All right. Whatever. I give up on this there, point. No, it's boring. It, it, you're right. Their recaps will simply be, well, Cesaro beat Sheamus last night. I yeah. mean, like, yeah. And part yeah. of the problem is that, like, well, like we said, you've mainly seen like kind of feud under matches where it's like there's a culmination of a storyline to right. it. Yeah. But like the, you know, like I'm trying to think of like matches that you've seen like. Will like Will Osprey versus Ricochet? There wasn't the storyline to that was like other oh, two athletic dudes being athletic. Yeah, you know there wasn't really like there wasn't like you know like and one of them killed the other's brother or whatever. Right. Um, yeah. Like that was just like round two of a tournament or something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If uh, anything, uh, it, to actually to go back to Willie Roberts again, uh, if anything, I can think that like. His his match, and he specifically brought in a pretty basic, like, regular Lucha TV match, did he not? Which yeah. was K, uh, Cage versus Prince Puma. Yeah. Really, yeah. I don't recall it having any huge, huge, huge stakes. I think the, the, the stakes was, I mean, the storyline was, like, it was basically, like, Cage is this big dude. Prince Puma's not a big dude. Will Prince Puma be able to not get beat up? But that's fine. That's that's the the confines of the story yeah. you're telling within that match. Otherwise, it didn't have any real huge implications. I mean, I think it led to a feud between Puma and Cage. Right. But it's like it wasn't a WrestleMania main event. Is what yeah. I'm I mean, saying. sometimes they're sometimes they're just matches. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you've, got a, you've got a little taste of some of that. Yeah, I I hear you. Uh, uh, ultimately, uh, I still don't entirely <laughs> buy it that. I, you know, I, I think also I just want to say I feel like we're like conflating a little bit the idea between a story and an angle or uh, 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 something interesting happening into it, like a home run race. Uh, being in the middle of a home run race isn't uh, a story in itself. Uh, you know, uh, it's well, part what is it then. 
it, it you know it's, it's just an, a thing that's it's happening. An angle. It's just some. It's just something to pay attention to. It's not a story. Well, that's a story uh, is a beginning, middle, and end. If there's no beginning or middle or end in it, then it's just a thing but, that's, but that's happening. That's Ooh. actually it's interesting that you say that because there there is um, that's a common thing among kind of old school wrestling fans. Complaints toward uh, a lot of newer wrestling is. Uh, uh, old school wrestling fans love angles. Yeah. New school wrestling fans miss angles, but get fed storylines like mm-hmm. WWE. They just, they, you know, they have writers, they have storylines, they have like, you know, the arc of like Bray Wyatt kidnapped this person's whoever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas, uh, in old school wrestling, it was just like, oh, this dude's real big and tough. This dude says he's real big and tough. Yeah. Which one's like, you know, the angle is where they intersect and find mm-hmm. out which one's the biggest and toughest. Yeah. yeah. And that's um, fine. But then over, I, I, I love angles, but then yeah. over the course of years or time or whatever, as those guys would battle more and they would get valets and managers and tag team partners and stables and other people involved, a story would come out of that angle a lot of times. And that and over the over time, that lore would be built that there's something to care about there. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, like I feel like a, a fairly recent example of this would be, and we need to show you this match is uh, like the the Shield versus the Wyatt family. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, the Shield, uh, Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins. You've seen all those guys before. Um, we all hated. Yeah, Roman. they were uh, they were a three person team, very very good. Um, mm-hmm. There was uh, another three person team in WWE at the time called the Wyatt family, which you, you've seen, and yeah. um, they were coming up at around the same time, and um, like they'd never really faced off against each other or even really like been in the same ring at the same time Mm -hmm. up until there was like some match where like they weren't it was like a royal rumble match or whatever where they were just like they weren't directly against each other but they were it was just the first time they'd even been in the same spot Mm -hmm. okay like there was a spot in the match where they just stopped what they were doing turned to each other and just started fighting and the audience freaked out yeah Yeah. because it's just like oh like this crazy three-man team is like gonna face this other three-man team yeah and like the build to their first match was insane it was like there wasn't like really a storyline to it it was just like the shield would come out and then they would like pose in the ring and the Wyatt family would just come out and just stand on the, you know, on the entryway. Yeah. And they would like every week they would do this exact same thing. Mm-hmm. But like the following week, the Wyatt family would come to the ring and step up to the apron and then they would back away. Then like the following week, like the shield would come out yeah. and the Wyatts would stop and then the shield would just step into the ring and they'd be in the same ring together. And that was more and or less. Like, uh, that's an angle. It's it, like the yeah. angle yeah. is like this, this tough three man team, this tough three man team, which one's the toughest three man. Yeah, yeah. And the angle was, yeah, it was, it was three, three, it was two teams of three guys. They were trio teams, both coming kind of up from NXT at the same time. Yeah. Both teams operate on the fringes of WWE. Yeah. Just kind of stand for different things, but sort of similar things. And that one is the high of justice who pick and choose their battles in whatever they see fit to make injustices right in WWE was the shield. (laughs) And the other one was the Wyatts who again, also operate on the fringes, pick their battles, who, whatever, who, whoever they feel. And they get a little more, uh, uh, you know, mystical about it because of the Wyatt family, but it's like whoever they feel that needs to be punished or needs to be enlightened or needs to just get their comeuppance. I get it. But there's still the same. (laughs) I'm operating out of the same. uh, Yeah. uh, M.O. Uh, okay, uh, wait. Speaking of, we should, it, we speaking of angles, uh, let's see uh, what we think about Max Landis wrestling. Is uh, can we rate it out of uh, out of five celebrity cameos? Yeah, uh, sure. let's rate it out of five five celebrity cameos. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, you know, I think that um, like I appreciate what this video does. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you know the some of the exact choices 
were like a little bit off to me, but I also feel like I wasn't really the audience for it. Right. Like this was, this isn't for like necessarily comic book, comic book nerd wrestling fans. So apparently it wasn't for non fans either. But so. I, like, I feel I like know. it's more of like, a, it's more of an educational thing for, you know, it's like, I'm going to be like, Oh, technically they got this wrong about the timeline or whatever. Yeah. Just cause like I'm a nerd like that. But you know, I think that this does a very good job of explaining to non-fans why fans love wrestling. And then honestly, like, I feel like it made me kind of reframe Triple H's story in like sure. a way that I didn't really thought of before in that, like, it is the quest of a guy who doesn't think that he's good enough and constantly has to like find himself in situations where he can prove that he's good enough. You know, the whole B plus player thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so I, you know, I give this two and a half celebrity cameos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm, as I said, and I think you reiterated mostly the same thing. I, I, I love what it does and that it's like bringing in the casual lay person and saying, look, we know it's entertainment. Enjoy it. I get that. It, like I said, any video that'll bring wrestling to the forefront and say, hey, regular people, look at this. Wrestling's fun. I'll appreciate. Again, yeah, I don't think the video, I don't think we're really the audience for because we're already fans. And I also said I don't particularly like this kind of internet video, the style of just sort of the way it's edited and put together and very collage and sort of like, hey, wacky, crazy internet things. Here's a bunch yeah. of scenes. I mean, it's okay. I just, I that's not my favorite type of internet video. But yeah, appreciate what it does. It, it puts wrestling in a good light. Fuck yeah for that. I'm cool with it. So yeah, I give it like a 2.8 out of five. Uh, Nick's favorite type of internet video, porn. Oh my god, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there was, you know, this video was uh, really just not enough fucking for me. Yeah, where's all the, where's all like the genitals? <laughs> I like to see two girls not enough going genitals. crazy on each other. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think that's just coming out of your head. What, two girls yeah, going yeah. crazy on each other? Yeah. I mean, yeah. You were really looking off into the distance. Uh, well, I was, yeah, I was, was just like, I was going to say something way worse. And then I was like, don't do that. Let's just go. Uh, All right, in. cool. You reel uh, it back and in. Then, <laughs> just the I second can't... that we don't have a guest, just things get raw. Yeah. I, you know, my, my thing that you should love this episode is hardcore pornography. Two girls <laughs> just going crazy <laughs> on each other. There's like sensual and soft because they know oh. how to be delicate and good to one another. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, that sounds that's, adorable. That's it is, right? Sexual. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I, yeah, this, this video, yep. I, it's interesting cause you're, you say you didn't feel like it was for you, but I mean, to me, I'm like, well, you what it was for you. Either? I don't feel like I, like as the non wrestling fan, I feel like I just sit, spend the whole time going like, what, 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 uh, I agree with like the style is like very, uh, Internet. frenetic and just, I'm like, I can't, very, what yeah. the Quick fuck cuts. is going it's on? Very, like smosh or whatever. Like, I, it did. It took me a minute. It took me maybe like five or 10 minutes to realize that this had been like directed and thought out. Like <laughs> I thought I really did think like, oh, he just like cut together all this weird random shit and put titles over it. And that was not the case. Somebody took time to make this. Uh, and yeah, like, again, I think I mean, here's here's my bigger problem is like whatever the ultimate like premise or message I'm supposed to be taking from it. I just don't find to be that revelatory or groundbreaking um, or interesting or deep. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think, I think Max Landis has been known for maybe having some more uh, thoughtful or interesting or uh, deep conclusions on things and stories, even if they're controversial uh, or uh, not. Controversial or not. Like, yeah. But I, I do, I, I can't think of ones that he has that are more uh, positive and interesting, but uh, you know, whatever. Um, so, 
Yeah, for me, this just doesn't deliver. That's a that's like a one celebrity cameo uh, okay. video. Yeah, all right. We're yeah. Not, we're not too hot, much higher than you, so I got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I think leaves us with a six point three. But I I guess that what I do appreciate about this is that like it made us have sort of a long, good conversation about just like angles and seasons yeah. and like like i feel like it got us to a place that i liked we went on too long about this because yeah, we have yeah. another thing to watch <laughs> well, let's yeah. uh, so uh thank you so much brian suarez for yep. uh for sending us that you know definitely appreciate it yep um, thanks yep, brian man. yeah yeah you're you're great keep listening yeah <laughs> you're, the, you're the you're the champion and our yeah. guest today <laughs> yeah, yeah you're, you're the the champion until this next clip <laughs> Hi, um, next, uh, at Saturday Night R asked us to show Steven Eddie Guerrero versus JBL for the WWE Championship from Judgment Day 2004 mm. via our at YSLW podcast Twitter account. This match is famous for being kind of a bloodbath. At the halfway point in the match, a blade job gone wrong led to Eddie Guerrero accidentally cutting open an artery in his forehead. Yep. He continued to wrestle for nearly 15 minutes after the incident, and he lost so much blood that he went into shock upon reaching the backstage area and developed a case of anemia that lasted several weeks. When sending us this match, at Saturday Night R wrote, if Steven thinks the blood is fake, show him GBL versus Eddie Guerrero from Judgment Day 2004. Eddie botches the gig and damn near bleeds out. Thanks, at, at Saturday Night I Thank you at Saturday Night R for the match suggestion. Let's go to a clip. I will be doing this in English. So for those of you who need a translator, look to an American near you and ask him to translate to English, please. I want to congratulate you people in Los Angeles. Because you are part of history. The new era of John Bradshaw Layfield's America. I know that a lot of you swam an awful long way and climbed a bunch of fences to get here. But I'd like to tell you this. Save a spot on the raft for Eddie Guerrero to take him back to that third world you call Mexico. But I tell you what, the benevolent guy that I am, I did just lose my housekeeper. You see, she stole from me, a Mexican lady. And so I need another. So here's what I'm gonna do. You take Eddie Guerrero back because he will no longer be champion. And I, out of generosity of my heart, will use Eddie Guerrero's mother as my maid. That way, she can live out the last remaining days of her life in my glorious home, New York City. This is tasteless. I hate it. Uh, what a fun bit uh, to share with us. Okay, so uh, at Saturday Night R. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I, you know, honestly, I had kind of I I loved. I, I love JBL's like Genesis as a heel. Yeah, uh, even for all the terrible things that they had the character say. Yeah, Stephen, what, what did you think about JBL? Yeah, actually, I was kind of interested in him. I he seems like a, feeling you would he be. makes he a lot like, of good points. He's a, he's a fun character, and I, he's I think like a cool heel. 
I get that heel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a, a very clear yeah. character. Uh, he's just big and does the same like arm smash thing a million times. Yeah, like and hell. he's like rich and everybody hates rich people and he's Texan and that's the worst. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. He wrote a book on how to be rich, which is maybe the easiest subject to, to write a book on. Fuck is, this guy. Is legit like a financial advisor. Oh, like yeah. A stock broker. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's like, a shoot. He hosted a podcast or hosted a radio show for a while where he just gave financial advice. Yeah. He's on MSNBC Released an actual book just uh, about, you know, honest financial advice. Yep. And this is also post right after Eddie Guerrero had just won or had just retained the title uh, at at WrestleMania 20. Yeah. 20. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then uh, JBL gives Eddie Guerrero's mom a, a touch induced heart attack. <laughs> now, the thing uh, about Eddie Guerrero is he's he's he was so wonderful at pretty much everything, but they also put him in the most melodramatic storylines. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like uh, he had a storyline with um, Rey Mysterio where there was like Rey Mysterio's son's like custody papers on a pole or something. Yeah. And Eddie was the heel in that. And he was and like, like, and Eddie was like, I'm steal his son. Yeah, yeah. Eddie wore shirts that said, I'm your poppy. Yeah, like, oh, I'm Dominic's God. real father. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Really crazy. Yeah, it was called, like, I think people joked and said it was, like, the Dominic on a pole match or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Terrible. So, I, I, again, I just love fucking seeing this this early uh, version of JBL. Who, JBL, who was a veteran already, I mean, had been around fucking forever. Yeah. But I yeah. love this, this early version of the JBL John Bradshaw Layfield character. I yeah. loved it. Well, you know, one thing I like about this, I'll say real quick is that um he's not spending a whole lot of time going like i'm the best wrestler at least at least in the promos that i saw that's just not his angle which is a boring angle to it's, me it's it's so so the angle is more of not saying i'm the best i'm wrestler, the richest wrestler yeah, it's more of saying i'm well I'm the it, i'm better than you the, the, narr- the narrative that i heard is like he's successful in other stuff he fucked around a little bit when he was wrestling he'd like to do it again great and i was like Cool. That's a real storyline that I 100% buy and not just like, or at least I just hate, I told you, everybody knows this, I hate it when it's like, I'm the best wrestler in the world. You guys, somebody has to know that they're not the best wrestler in the world. Well, that, You're yeah. fucking stupid. Well, I mean, Every single person thinks that they're the best well, wrestler I mean, that, in the world. That's fair. I think that that's why fans uh, are attracted to like characters like Kevin Owens, whose gimmick is like just trying to feed his family. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's just a prize fighter. He just wants to get some money to get money so he can feed his family. That's it. Yeah. That's why he wants to be champions because if he's champion, he gets more money that he can use to like feed right. his family. I love it. He like, already that's... knows that he's the best. And, yeah. and like he acts that way and doesn't necessarily need to come out and say it all the time. I, I, I kind of yeah. like, I like heels like that. Really. Yeah. They don't even have to say they're the best because in their head they are the best and they convey that they know it. Yeah. Or like, I mean, a character like Mankind who like at no point did like Mick Foley or Mankind say I'm the best wrestler. He just like needed the validation I of being champion. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, yeah, it's when like, they chanted Foley is God, he always changed it to good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But it's like he's a guy that did it. He didn't do it to prove he was the, the best. He did it to prove that he was worth it. Yeah. yeah. You know, and there's yeah, something great about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, of course, got to mention a little bit. Um, definitely. This is 2004. Yeah, Eddie Guerrero coming out of Lowrider. Uh, again, um, JBL a- acting very Trumpy. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah. 2016 that's, that's, Trump. That's I very, very, very well noticed is Trump just like yeah. took the JBL playbook basically yeah. to a T. Speak English, get on your raft, jump your fences, go back to the third world country. It's, it's yeah. kind of just and, uh, his MO. A few Pretty things that JBL show, did uh, at the start of this feud is he, there was a, a, vin- a vignette where he was at the Mexican border and like illegal immigrants <laughs> were crossing right. the border and he like kicked him back into Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> 
Uh, they got to build and that I wall. Want, real, real quickly to touch back on like Max Landis's thing. He goes like, uh, there's a moment where that's like, oh yeah, somebody married somebody while they were unconscious and you can't get upset at that, but about that cause it's fake. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's like, uh, I think you could probably play that same argument. It's like, it doesn't matter cause it's fake. And it's like, well, you still kind of send the message. Like, are you on the right side of that message or not? I don't know. Uh-huh. Uh, uh yeah. I mean, I, where I sit with that is it's like, like I wrote a sketch about this once that's ba- the premise of it was basically like the <laughs> cops watched wrestling and they showed up to the venue and they're like, yeah, I'm sorry, the rock, we're putting you under arrest for trying to kill Hulk Hogan with a truck. <laughs> it's like we, it was on TV. There were cameras there. Yeah, like we have proof of you. everywhere. Yeah, we have, we have like pr- a, pr- attempted murder proof of you saying that you're going to cave in Kane's skull with mm-hmm. a crowbar and you did it. Like, yeah. you know, you're, I mean, you could say that about literally every wrestling thing. And like, there is a certain level of like, you have to, you know, you have to maintain disbelief. Right. I think I think you actually might be missing my premise on this one, Joey. My 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 thought on it is more that uh uh not yeah, it, it's not that like, oh, I, I have to maintain disbelief or whatever. It's that the what whatever message they're sending, whether it's like, get out of here, Mexicans, or like uh take a women's prize and take her away. Uh like the I think that like he kind of max So let's look at this chair shot video. real quick. Yeah, so let's yeah. go This the, is an incredible yeah, yeah. chair shot. Let's really cut to the chair shot because that's right. really what's yeah. important in this match. All right. And then this is where I stopped watching. Did you, uh, did you stop watching? Wait, Absolutely. really? Wait, yeah. really? Absolutely. Is this the first time you're seeing this part of the video? Or yes. are you kind of uh, I, I knew exactly uh, what's happening. Apologies here. for taking this moment. Let's, let's stop and I want to hear this. I want the audience to hear this chair shot. Yeah. It's 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 a brutal chair shot. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I, I when I was watching this, I was like, "Holy shit!" Now here's what the a thing: chair shot right before that chair shot, and it's confirmed. Yeah. absolutely. Eddie did blade, as mm-hmm. Joey said in the description yeah. beforehand. So he bladed right before that chair shot. It was designed. They meant this to look like he, he's, he's going to take a vicious chair shot. Right. You will bleed. So blade right beforehand. Right. As Joey mentioned, he cut an artery instead of a vein and that blood <sighs> gushes out of his head. Yeah. yeah uh, do uh, you so do you watching this live? And uh, oh, yeah. Same. Oh, my God. Uh, so does I'm Steven, do you super- think blading is real? All right, guys. Uh, fine. You think, this, think that's real blood? Fine. Yeah. Yes. Saturday blading. night R. Listen, say it again, Steven. What? It's real. Okay, yeah, fine. That's fine. That's I mean, what I, I, yeah, I, yeah, fine. I'm 100% wrong. I've never been up. more wrong. I'm not. He's not I don't want to see this anymore. I, I literally skipped to the end of the match. Yeah. I, I watched, I, I started to watch. Yeah. Why? What's the point? Oh, we get it. Cool. How insane, like the ring gets. Um, oh, God. That's I, I so immediately, blood. Nick, I said I don't want to. No, no, no. You're, you're not doing moving forward. Ghost forward like 10 minutes, you fucking yeah, asshole. Look at so he's knocking out some refs. <sighs> this match went for. 15 minutes afterwards After what bleeding. a stupid choice i get it i get it the ring is a mess it's awful there's blood everywhere okay last night i watched this trying to get ready and i was like and then when i i saw this start to happen blood flowing down yeah. his face and i was like oh no 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 and then i laid in bed unable to sleep for like an hour i hate that i hate at, I hate at saturday it. night r so thank so you so much for this the ring there's I know. All I've over seen, the ring. I know. I've, I've seen. I think you guys made me like look at this ring or something at one point, <laughs> and I 
didn't connect it until as soon as he started like bleeding. I was like, oh no, this is the artery. Oh no. Yeah. And I totally forgot and it's fucking um, awful. Yeah. Uh, and there's, so fuck you all. There's uh, something called the Muda scale in wrestling. And, um, uh, the, the great oh, Muda, uh, he, uh, I, think is, I think he still wrestles. He's a, a Japanese wrestler Light, yeah. um, who uh, I think started in the 80s, still wrestles now a little bit. And um, basically he wrestled a match. I forget the exact match, but he bled, he bled so much like he bled so badly in that match yeah that they used that match as something to describe to, to describe how much blood is in a match, in a match yeah. so it's like a one on the muda scale is that match yeah. A five on the muda scale is five times more blood in this than that match i yeah. think this got a five on the muda scale <laughs> oh man it's gross and insane it, and it is really so gross stupid it's so stupid this brings me back to like well, another thing argument that I've made is just like which is why somebody call this match. Who the fuck is responsible for this? That like to let that go on for fifteen minutes. They let I'm, it go. I, I'm not a fucking medical professional, but I literally was like, oh shit. He's in huge trouble right there. And it would be like, yeah, you know what? Even if you're like, oh, the show must go on. I'd be like, yeah, the show can go on for like two minutes. In, Somebody needs to get a pin now. In WWE uh, now, like, I highly doubt that would fly. Oh, yeah. WWE, I mean, other this, than the end 12 of... 12 years ago. Other than the end bad. of SummerSlam, where that was the end, is, but, is like Brock Lesnar just actually busting Randy Orton open with elbows. But then you think uh. of like these special instances where it's like, well, if it's Brock Lesnar, you got to let it go. And they just let it go. So I don't know. Would it or would it not fly? I I mean, I think that um, wrestling is at a point now where, and I think that you've seen this a couple of times, Stephen, where it's like if somebody starts bleeding in a, they don't allow blade jobs anymore. I think it's because of stuff like this. Yep. Yeah, like, great call. Like Eddie Guerrero, long enough, but like, I swear they still blade on occasion. Anyway. Like Eddie, like Eddie Guerrero, like he uh, passed away due to an unfortunate heart attack. Uh, I think it was like. You know, uh, I th- was it 2004? I want to say it was like... He died in 2004? I think so. Oh, wow. I oh, could... Eddie Guerrero? No, no, no. He didn't die Maybe in 2005. I want to say it was like uh, maybe. 2005 or six. It was All late right, we'll 2000. Point and we'll find Late it. 2005, November 13th, 2005. Okay, so like uh, probably um, a year and a half after this match. And I'm sure like going into shock and uh, developing anemia probably was not helpful oh, for his heart. Oh, did not help. Um, and like, I think that this is this match is an example of like maybe uh, at this time and for probably years before this and a couple of years after this, it was very normal for matches to end with the ring looking exactly like it looks like at the end of this match. Honestly, yeah. Just like yeah. a canvas of blood. That was a standard thing for That was just like how pay-per-views ended. Once a month, you knew that like Stone Cold Steve Austin or whoever was going to mm-hmm. bleed real bad. WWP. World, World Wrestling Pollock. Uh, yeah, yeah. Jackson Pollock. And uh, good I joke by Steven. Thank you. Or good, good joke by Nick. I mean. I'm Steven now. And, um, You'll never be me. Now, like, that just doesn't happen anymore. Ooh. Like, if a wrestler gets... Bu- like they don't do blading anymore unless it's somebody like the Undertaker or whatever. Unless it's unless it's like a veteran guy who will just pay the fine for it. Yeah. Now, if they need blood in a match, uh, they'll oftentimes have the wrestlers do it hard way, and it's mm-hmm. usually Brock Lesnar where they'll actually just have him punch him or elbow him like in such a way that it makes him bleed. Yeah. Um, at yeah. SummerSlam, I don't know if we mentioned this, but Brock Lesnar did elbow Randy Orton in the top of the head with it. Hard, 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 hard way. Yeah. Huge gash. Had to get like eight staples in his head. Just busted him the fuck open. He he bled yeah. everywhere. Great. And um, it's fun. Fun it's stuff. Like, it, what an incredible show. Isn't like, it incredible? Like now they're getting back to using blood a little bit for storyline purposes. Yeah. But usually if a wrestler like, you know, accidentally gets busted up in a match, they'll like, like medical professionals will come out and they'll like stop the action for a minute while they like glue the guy's cut shut or whatever. Yeah. 
And um, yeah, it's just like it's happened. Samoa Joe versus Finn Balor was a match that happened to uh, the NXT takeover that you saw. Um, I don't think you actually saw that match, but um, we're like Samoa Joe got like his eye kind of busted open mm-hmm. and the story of the match just became like dangling out of his head. And like the story of that match just became it just became skull. medical professionals chasing after Samoa Joe because his eye kept bleeding. Yeah. And he was definitely playing it up for the crowd a little bit, a bit, a bit like fuck off, get off. Me. I don't think he was playing to the crowd. I think but, he was genuinely I was going to say, but yeah, I, you could tell that I, I think he was definitely doing because like I got to keep this going, but I think he was legitimately also mad like get off of me That's oh not yeah where he comes from and a lot of those guys don't yeah, yeah like a lot of indie guys it's like you you know you Just bleed you match. bleed yeah you know like and that's their mentality steve like daniel yeah. bryan wrestled a match with an attached retina for like 20 minutes like you know you saw that a couple weeks ago incredible dangling out of his belly button <laughs> his eyeball I, had um, come rolled out of, belly out of the stadium somebody had to scoop it up yeah <laughs> put it <laughs> on ice for three hours and like i think that it, this is a match that when i saw it in 2004 I loved it. I thought it was, oh, great, blood. I did, too. Blood's real cool. Um, And I think that, like, you know, as I've grown older, I definitely realize, oh, there are consequences to losing so much blood that you need a blood transfusion after the match. Yep. Um, Like, I will say that, you know, JBL... (laughs) You just can't even think I'm so upset, like, I want this segment to be over. Um, Uh, Like, JBL was... uh, (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Uh, JBL was a very effective heel. I thought that he did a really good job in this match. Eddie Guerrero, one of the best of all time. I thought that he was was really good in this match. I think that um, it's tough to look at this match beyond sort of the insane botched blade job. Sure. Because that is... But it's also a pretty solid, crazy match. Crowd's very into it. And they definitely used it for... And for better or worse, they stuck to the script and used it as a storytelling mechanism. Yep. Like the story of the match definitely became, oh, God, Eddie Gross bleeding so much. JBL, why are you hurting him? Oh, God, oh, God, oh, mm-hmm. God. Yeah. And, um, you know, Eddie, Eddie Rowe definitely got a receipt in. He also got a pretty good chair shot against JBL later in the match. Yeah, a lot of outside action um, in this match. That's a, a common thing in wrestling is like if a guy potatoes you, which is when he accidentally actually punches you, mm-hmm. you give him a receipt, which is you punch him back mm-hmm. okay great. um it's just sort of a you know it's yeah. a checks and balances with potato that. for a potato yeah um, i get it and uh, um, that's how we make french fries guys and um <laughs> and not- uh hi welcome to potato for a potato what can i get you i'd like a order of french fries please i'd uh, like a cc's pizza please <laughs> um and i thought that like after the blade job this match did a great job of like like Eddie Guerrero was still with it and he still wrestled the match. Yeah. And he didn't panic, which oh god, I would have panicked. And yeah. um and he even yep. left some swagger in there and he did some of his spots. And the match definitely slowed down after that. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, I think that there is something really uh I'm not sure if it's like cool, but there there is something admirable in him putting on a show after something like that happened that I don't want to see again. Right. But, you know, you respect him for doing his job. I'm always impressed by guys that do that. And I always respect like Mick Foley, Hell in a Cell when they just keep going. I know that yeah. you're not into it at all, Stephen, and you, you don't, don't get need why. to. You just I, don't. I, I get it. I get it. You're I not totally wrong. get why. I get why people do it. I get the I get the love, passion, show must go on or whatever. Sure. I get it. I totally get it. You don't need to. Uh, you're not you just, wrong. I don't not, disagree. Nobody's nobody. Yeah, nobody. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. And yet they do it anyway. And we're all impressed. And there are heroes anyway. Yeah. 
I don't know. I did like I yeah. I don't know if that's a. I don't. I don't think that that's a. That's an aspect you just you can't get into of wrestling. Huh? I do, you know like I, I guess I, I'm thinking a little bit of like there is some heroism and heart to it, but I don't know how much we should um, uh, overly celebrate it. It's in such for the sake of not real sport, but simply for the sake of our entertainment. Yeah, it's just not worth it. Exactly. To you. And I yeah. understand that. I you're, you're not wrong. If you you know if you're, the, like the story of like uh you know a soldier fighting in afghanistan who shot and then defended his unit until whatever like that's incredible and sure. there's a reason for that and then it's like i don't know this is on tv <laughs> <laughs> Hey, like, I, 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 mean, I get it. When blood's like, involved, you, I, I, when blood and health is involved, uh, I, I, I got to agree. I got to agree. Well, I, I guess that uh, a criticism, <laughs> like a criticism, <laughs> I mean, a criticism about, I guess, like that type of thing and like blade jobs and stuff like that is like, this is on TV. This is on pay-per-view. This is in front of... Is this pay-per-view? Uh, this is yep. pay-per-view. Yeah, this is pay-per-view. This was in front of probably 20,000 people. Uh, Eddie Guerrero and JBL probably got real good paychecks for this. Oh, Eddie sure. Guerrero probably got a real good bonus for this, I'm sure. Ooh. And, um, you know... Uh, Staples Center. They, like, there are people that, that do spots like this or more extreme in front of 20 people in, like, an yeah. armory. Yeah. And, like, that is something where it's, like, I guess that for this... Maybe it's worth the paycheck, but like there are people that do this for free, and like maybe that's like yeah, in backyard. Well, I want to yeah. say, but I mean, the reason you know why they're doing it is because you glorify it in this medium because you're sitting there going, I'll like, these guys fair. are I'll heroes. That. That's fair, and it's like, eh, I don't know, like yeah, I bet he got a big bonus for it. Why? Yeah, what? No, don't give him a big bonus for make you're 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 sending you're rewarding a huge mistake. Like that'd be like if a doctor you know, was like doing open heart surgery and then nearly killed a guy and then didn't at the last minute. They're like, Hey man, great job. Back there. <laughs> You're like, while the guy's chest open, he gives Wait, a thumbs up. What? what? No, don't just do like a, a cartoon blood geyser yeah, he, coming out of the guy's chest cavity. Yeah. He gets a bonus for that. And it's like, no, that's not how that works. Just do it clean. When, uh, I'm not, I will, I will agree with you in that. Like if you glorify it, it definitely makes other people want to do it. Yeah. Like Mick Foley, uh, his career gets um, some criticism from like, uh, from people and that like he sort of got known as the guy that like jumped off of his parents like one story roof yeah and mm-hmm. like yeah, filmed that, it yeah. and like you know wrestler saw it and that sort of ingratiated him to wrestlers and eventually you know it helped his career a little bit kind of in the early going yeah and uh, then he became the guy that got thrown off a cell and threw a table and there are definitely wrestlers that are like Oh, McFoley jumped off his parents' one-story roof, and as it means to get known, what if I jumped off my parents' two-story right. roof? Right? Wasn't the wasn't the Ric Flair uh, thing that he said about McFoley when they had their? There's a your glorified stunt. A man. glorified stunt man. When wasn't Oof. that an actual shoot? Which they they do yeah. respect each other these days now, but I think he that was an actual shoot. And and they decided to turn it into a storyline. Yeah, it made uh, for a pretty decent. Basically, feud. what happened is like Mick Foley trash talked Ric Flair a little bit in his biography, mm-hmm. and then Ric Flair trash talked uh, Mick Foley a little bit in his biography. Hundred yeah, percent real. And then they developed like an actual wrestling feud, at, like a kind of a wrestling feud based on it. Yeah, yeah. and I and, think they um, kind of became more respectful to each other. Oh yeah, I feel like they're probably cool. Probably, now. Yeah. and it was a good feud. It was a cool feud to see. I actually didn't. That was that was when I mainly like. That was kind of when I ducked out a little bit. Mainly like red spoilers. This match is actually <laughs> around the time like late uh, to or uh, this would have been like what summer or whatever of two thousand four. Yeah, mm-hmm. summer of like May of two thousand and four. And this is like right before I like started shipping off to college and like, like only kind of I was like, piecing things together. I was like 2006 to 2009 was probably my kind of blind spot. Yeah, between like five or six and nine. And I would still see pay-per-views, but every yeah. week it's like, yeah, here and there. Yeah, yeah, Catch yeah. most pay-per-views. I would like read spoilers and be like aware of people. And then I would like 
I would like you know YouTube something if it like seemed particularly insane. Mm-hmm. Stephen was too busy getting laid. Uh, he would say. I think at 2004, I didn't have anybody who was consistently having sex with me, so oh, probably okay. not. Oh, all right. Uh, 2006, though. Oh yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, Man, fun time. What a great um, year. Uh, but uh, anyway, back to what I was doing in 2006, talking about wrestling. Yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, you know, I think that, uh, and I, I think that we're in this weird spot in wrestling now where it's like, I feel like blade jobs, bleeding and all that is like less glorified and more like crazy athletic guys are glorified. Yep. Yeah. So now we're getting more of the ricochets and Will Ospreys who are taking chances that are probably, probably worse for their long-term health in just like, you know, doing 450 splashes onto guardrails and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's more uh, internal damage or like joint yeah. damage yeah. than like developing a weird scar on your head. Sure. Yeah, and for sure. And they're trying to you know, um, curb concussions and things. So they're yeah, trying yeah. in for things. You know, we'll get there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we've already talked about this to death. You guys get it. Rate uh, the match. Rate the match. Yeah. Uh, rate how this. Many, how many pints of blood lost? <laughs> yeah. How many pints? I mean, clearly, probably five pints of blood lost. Oh, well, yeah, pro- sure. He yeah, definitely he, lost five pints of blood in this match. No, you would. I think you would die. At, I think you'd die at four. He I went, think. Uh, I he, think it's a guaranteed like death at four. Oh, he wow. came close. Yeah, he I'm like, sure he did. I'm, I'm sure, sure he lost at least two and a half pints of blood there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, I don't. Blood. I couldn't tell you how much exactly based on it. I didn't watch it. Uh, but yeah, I think, Joey, yeah. what do you rate? I mean, I think this is a match where like. 2004, if I saw this, it blew my mind. It would mm-hmm. be like definitely a five pint match. Um, you know, uh, 2016, Joey's, and especially knowing we know about like Eddie Guerrero, and like we say a lot of the time of like history sort of affecting ratings a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I respect what they did, but also am very glad that as an industry, they don't do this stuff as much anymore. Right. Um, Cause it is like, and it's uncomfortable a little bit. And you're going like, to go out and cut your forehead open and we're going to, you're going to take an unprotected share shot to the head to make it seem that that's what did it. That's a yeah. crazy yeah. request. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And Eddie Guerrero just being like, sure. Like for the people involved, JBL had some really good heel work at the top of the match. Oh, yeah. Eddie Guerrero, like it. he still had that baby face fire, even though he was losing three pints of blood. Mm-hmm. So I would give this, uh, I'd give this like a three point. No, nah, I'll give it a three. I'm going with a 3.6 because I still love the story. I still love the characters. Eddie was super over. Uh, Again, I love when this JBL character was just kind of really coming up and starting. I I, I just I thought this was a a cool era and they and they were really doing good work. And even with the blood, I mean, it's still shocking and it's still part of the lore of of the match. But I, I, I still like the match overall. A lot of good action. The blood's crazy, but. Mad respect for both guys. I give it a three point six. Right. Steven, what do you think? Um, yeah, uh, I just want to confirm. I double checked this. Two pints of blood would get you to shock. Five pints to six pints would definitely. So we lost. So we lost two pints. Two, of blood. Probably yeah. lost two pints of blood, which yeah, is yeah. insane. Uh, uh, if you ever donated blood, you donate a pint and you pint it, and you'd be like, "Ooh, I'm pretty woozy. <laughs> this yeah. is scary." Uh, and he's like, "Double that." Um, anyway, um, and like, and he was double that, and he was still going off the top rope. Yeah, and then he's, and then he's jumping around. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, uh, real quick, a side note, I I donate blood uh, pretty regularly and uh, i also run uh and every time i would donate blood i would go run right after because like that just would fit into my routine uh, and then i'd like mentioned it to like the person who drew my blood and she's like what are you doing you can't do that you're gonna like pass out on the middle of the street and hit your head and die don't ever do that again uh and i was like oh nobody told me so for everybody out there if you donate blood don't go for a long run see but, I- but, the, but the fact that you ran even though you uh lost a pint of blood 
Makes makes you a hero to me. It doesn't. I donated. I, know. I donated blood place. quite a few times in high school. Yeah, uh, and they would always have orange juice and donuts, so you can get like your sugar and shit up immediately. And they would say, "Don't run," but they yeah. would always have these blood these blood drives in the gym. Yeah. So I would give my blood, and they would say, "Okay, now sit down," and I would chug orange juice and eat like two donuts and immediately run laps around the gym. <laughs> yeah. Just to be an ass. Clicker, you got to do the mile today. <laughs> get him, sit down. Uh, okay, I donated one pint of blood once to impress a girl. Did not work. Because uh, <laughs> you, 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 you mean you passed he took, out? He took it out the hard way. <laughs> yeah, just, uh, they called it Brock Lesnar. Yeah, hand. yeah. I just did a blade job, and I was like, "Do will, do will you date me now?" Do you love me? <laughs> Jesus yeah, Christ! I learned that women right. are more complicated um, than that. That's a score. You know yeah, what? Yeah. I, I here's what I'll say on this one. I this uh, the JBL character I found interesting, and I was like, I would actually watch more of. I guess you know what it is. Like those summaries they do before matches. Those I like more than matches. Interesting. Uh, that so was a good. I could see it. It was a good. Was a really WWE is very well. They're known for putting together for their for their video department being insanely great. It was good. Yeah, that's a damn good pack. So I would like to watch a couple more uh, JBL ones. Uh, I would I'd probably enjoy that. Um, and then I like everybody JBL seems tran- tra- uh, that's like, not a bad episode. Uh, like the transition Trans. of the old the old like Texan JBL into the APA acolyte JBL um, into JBL. You know we should show him. We should show him uh, all of One Night Stand 2005 with the alternate JBL. JBL commentary track. Oh man! They did a, an ECW event. JBL did come. JBL was in the stands with a microphone, completely drunk out of his mind, commentating. I love that. But he That's was doing fun. it in character. Where he was like, "They're wrestling in a bingo hall. I got more money than the Sandman." That's hilarious. Yeah. Now, now he's I, just, I love it, Michael. Now That's he's so a funny. he's a commentator. I like yeah, it. You do know that he's currently a commentator now. You've you've heard him and seen him. Before. Oh really? He's yeah. The guy who's wearing the cowboy hat, the white cowboy hat. At, at ringside now doing. I never pay attention to the commentators. That's that's, that's I, I mean, JBL. I can't. There, I, I always just think it's uh, that one guy and the other guy, Jim Ross and the other person. Yep. Who you think? Um, King. King. I think they're all King. Yep. Anyway, so yeah, I, there was some interesting. Oh, oh. <laughs> is, that, is that a is that a woman? <laughs> uh, classic. That's that's yep. gonna be on uh, Jerry Lawler's tombstone. <laughs> is that a woman? Is that a woman? Please, Kr. Please. Let's play. Let's play. Idiots. Look at that. Um. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Uh. You know. So yeah. JBL is interesting. Eddie Guerrero. Uh. Yeah. I. I, I mean. I, he, I get why he sells it. He's fun. Yep. Uh. Ultimately, I didn't watch the rest of this match. I never want to see anybody bleed to fucking death or fun, even come close. Uh. Fuck you. Uh. Fuck you for showing me. Uh. I think. I think I'm gonna only give this like a two, but partially because I didn't get to see much of the match, and then I stopped. And uh, JBL is interesting though. So Frankly, that's shockingly high for the way you've been acting about this. I'm surprised yeah. you gave it a two. Really? Yeah. Don't bleed, yeah. guys. I am interested in that you stopped. That you. You literally. Picked a moment and you were just like, Nope. I was like, because I knew what was happening and I don't like watching that. I don't like watching people bleed did ever. You read, or get did like you read hurt. any sort of descriptions that I sent beforehand or were you watching this just cold? Yeah, I was watching it cold. I didn't, uh, yeah, I didn't know. I mean, I, you guys, we had mentioned this before. I had seen this tweet and I just didn't, it, it didn't click in my brain because I don't, uh, Rolodex sure. all wrestling information like you guys do. Yeah. Yeah. So there um, you go. Cool. So uh, I did with so, a- so you think the blood the blood in this was real? You believe that blading is a thing? I'm not entirely sure, uh, but we'll find out. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, if you don't think it's real, we could just watch the rest of the match right now if you want. <laughs> yeah. All right. What else do we got? Thank you, Saturday Night R, for sending that in. Yeah. And if your cousin is Chris R from the room, tell him I said hi. Oh, fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was, <laughs> I'm I'm glad that we showed Stephen that. So th- thank Me you too. so much, Saturday Night at Saturday Night R on mm-hmm. Twitter for Thanks sending indeed. us that match. Yeah. 
Um, so uh, we've been getting a lot of positive feedback from you guys. So we figured, heck, let's read some of your comments on the air. <laughs> uh, Steven, you want to take this one? Oh, yeah. Uh, Difflerfler. Di- Fle- I think it's Difleffler Mouse. Difleffler Mouse 69. <laughs> the most right. internet name possible. Oh, yeah. Difleffler Mouse 69 wrote on our iTunes. I come to work early on Mondays to listen to the show. And I hate working. That's truly touching. Hey, hey thanks, and man. And I mean that's yeah. Diefleffler sixty nine. Diefleffler mouse sixty nine. Thanks, man. I yeah. appreciate yeah. that. I wouldn't get up early for anything, including my own podcast. I really yeah. hope that his jo- his job is like taste testing candy at a candy factory. I hate my job. <laughs> it's a real, real cool <laughs> job. Oh, God, all these dibs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nathan Living on Twitter said, "I do love wrestling and podcasts. I'm your demo." I will check your show out. <laughs> Thank you very much. We look forward I to wonder, your checking yeah. it out. I, wait, do, do we follow? We should follow up with him. Like, did you like it? Yeah, did you like the show? <laughs> yeah. Let's after this, we're gonna tweet oh. at Nathan Living. Just yeah. like, I'm just, gonna tweet it right now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like it right now. Just like, oh, so what'd you think? Uh, you please, please, please like us. Yes. Yeah. Let's uh, see if I can get a response. <laughs> I, uh, at Tim Paps tweeted at us. How about Rock Hogan from WrestleMania 18? A Hell in a Cell match. Some ECW. Need some original music. Not from the network. Uh, at Tim Pabst, uh, you know, thank you for those suggestions. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll definitely, um, you know, we, we've got uh, a bunch of emails from from you guys, so we're definitely gonna, you know, keep a list going. And I'm sure that we'll probably try to do something like this, like every, you know, like ten and fifteen episodes sure. or so. Mm-hmm. Um, Since we may have gotten this, we have done a Hell in a Cell. Yeah. Uh, Rock Hogan true. might be interesting. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, Rock Hogan. I think that that's. I mean, that's that's just a great match. That, I feel like that was like Hogan's sort of last hurrah as far as having just... It was. It, it's, you know, it's, you know, like, you he know wrestled, I'm not a- like he wrestled for six or seven years after that, but I feel like that was his last like, you know, kind of like Big tail moment. end of his prime Hogan yeah. against, you know, one of the greatest of all time, The Rock. And you know me, I'm not a, a huge, huge Hogan mark, but I bought into that match when they had it. It's like, dude, these are like two, these are the icons clashing. Yeah, yeah it was just like a good, like, you know, they, they use the term WrestleMania moment. It yeah, was just alternatively, definitely- we can show them... Uh, Hogan versus Michaels, where he just oversells everything. Uh, oh, I love it! What a fuck you! Yeah, we should. Uh, uh, we should definitely do an episode where we just show him that, and then also Hogan Michaels. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'd be interested to see. Oh, what that's going to be your future episode, Stephen. You're not listening because you're yeah. too busy tweeting at Nathan Living. Uh, I also found another one. Chelsea Christian said, "Late night Sonic run, listening to YSLW podcast, uh, America flag hamburger emoticon, oh, uh, nice. French fry emoticon." Hey, thanks. Uh, thank, hey, uh, American show. Yeah, uh, thanks Tim Pabst. Thanks at Nathan Living. Thanks mm-hmm. Die Fluffler Mouse sixty nine. Uh, thanks, Chelsea Christian. Thank um, you, everybody. We'll yeah, take your uh, things into consideration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We we see your tweets, we read them, and we I don't know, occasionally mention them on podcasts. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, like like we said a few times, definitely. Um, we love doing these fan request episodes. We love hearing from you guys. So if you got matches we want us to watch, if you've got um, you know comments, you've got questions about gimmicks, you've got like anything that we, we've maybe not covered that you think that uh, we'd love to talk to Stephen about. We've got I think a couple of emails in the queue of just talking about like racism and wrestling and stuff like that. We're like yeah. more than happily to dive in. Yeah. I really want to get into that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so uh, if will. you're a wrestling fan and you have questions for Steven, or if you're not a wrestling fan and you have questions for Nick and I, or if you've got matches or videos you want us to cover on the show, shoot us an email at you should love wrestling at gmail.com or send us a tweet at YSLW podcast, or, you know, reach out to us on Facebook. A couple of people have done that. That's mm-hmm. always, always really nice. Yes. Yeah. And uh, don't corner me at the party. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, uh, We've spent this episode trying to convince Steven to love wrestling, so now here's the part of the show where Steven tries to convince us to love something. Okay, so since this is the fan request episode, uh, I had a fan request something that it's Jessica. Uh, we I know it's, like. it's my girlfriend. I, I knew. I knew. <laughs> she hasn't said anything. I have pieced together. 
I am a good investigator, and I have pieced together that this was happening. Okay. I knew this was coming. How did you know this was coming? I didn't know this was coming until like 10 minutes before you showed up. <laughs> I just know. I mean, it I looks like there's some level of coconut in this. All right. This. Anyway, so this is coconut water. Oh, as great. requested by fan Jessica. It smells like <laughs> someone cummed in a hot tub. Listen, actually, I don't like I don't like coconut. I love coconut. Anything, I anything. love coconut water. And so I'm actually like pretty bummed out about this one, too. But I'm willing to do it uh, for the show to have us all. Uh, yeah. Share some coconut water. So here we go. We're going to. Uh, yeah, there we hold go. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I can get I can get another video angle on this one. I oh, want to get oh great, I get, like the really good stuff. So Jessica really got us uh, going here. I'm very excited. Uh, okay, cool. Here we go. Here. Okay, here we go. Oh my god. Oh, Nick, do you like it? Is it good? Uh, what brand is this? This is good coconut water. Oh, oh, oh. That's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I love it. It's, great. it's not as bad as I thought it's it was going to be. Uh, it's not. It's not kombucha. Thank you. It's not kombucha bad, but it's not good. Man, this is five pints of blood coconut water for me. This is five pints of blood for coconut water. Yeah, I don't hate it. I'm not gonna lie. I don't like it. I, I don't. I don't know if I hate it. I don't like it. Uh, bad I mean, I. Uh, I'm a really big fan of weird novelty Ugh. drinks. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'll I'll go to the store and I'll be like. Oh, an aloe drink. I've never had that before. That seems weird. Are I they guess gross? I'll try that. That's just not pleasant. It's fine. Ugh. Um, Nick, do you want to finish mine? No, I don't want to fucking finish. It's Are just not sure? pleasant. <laughs> I mean, dump it in here, man. I'll totally finish that. <laughs> yeah, give it to Joey. <laughs> don't forget to eat all your chunks. <laughs> don't forget your chunks. I don't like any drink with chunks in it. What is that brand? I have no idea. I went to 7-Eleven, like, again, right before the episode. I will I say, like, I'm a good sport, and I've tried it here and there a few times. Definitely not as rancid as some of the other ones. I've yeah, I mean, more this, sweeter. It's still not good. I love Who would it. drink that by choice? Me, I love it. Oh, <laughs> gross. I got a great angle on that one. I'm so happy. Okay. Me, uh, hey, fair enough. Uh, we five out of five, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know what? I don't hate this as much as I thought I was going to. Uh, what was, it's, your, it's, what uh, was your pushback against coconut water? I don't like coconut anything i i hate like if i, I end do. up if i end up with like coconut on some kind of cake or whatever i'm just like fuck this is i disgusting. love coconut i just coconut water is so gross this me. is a a mild sweetness that i think i can basically deal with i think mm. i just i like the texture to it like you know what it kind of tastes like it tastes like um cereal water a little bit or no. like cereal milk to me just like a little i could see that There's I mean, just I enough just, it's like oh yeah like i just i i like i like new things like I like new experiences. That's not true. <laughs> you've, no, been, you've been stuck on wrestling for 167 years. But I also, also do because you can't die. But I also do things outside of wrestling, like drink blood. Yeah, we knew that. We knew that. <laughs> coconut water. Coconut water. Yeah. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna think. I'm gonna give this like a. I don't think I'd ever buy it again. But no. uh, probably like I'm after this. I'm gonna ask you what brand that is. I'm going to buy. Yeah, I saved the bottle. Uh, so for me, it's a two uh, pints of blood mm-hmm. coconut water. Nick, not as bad as. Kombucha, I still get to give it a negative four thousand out of five. Wow! Yes. So five pints of blood. I give this positive five thousand pints of blood. Oh, a wow. B positive, O positive. So um, I think I'm a positive that coconut water is good. I don't remember my blood type. That's not good. 
Yeah, so no, that's, we have a, neither do I. This got a thousand and two pints um, of blood, enough to it, keep a hundred men alive. Um, <laughs> if you know Nick and I's blood types, uh, feel free <laughs> and uh, send us a tweet at YSLW Podcast. Hashtag blood. Yeah, mom, uh, tweet at me. Wait, damn, damn it, Nicholas, I don't know how to tweet. Wait, do you guys know your blood type? You nope. don't know at all. Really? No, I really, I really don't. I think I I'm like O positive or something. Positive. Every single time. If you're O positive, you got to donate. I, I seriously hey, text my mother every like eight months because I think of it and I go, what's my blood type again? And then I can never find the text. <laughs> I should yeah. like get a tattooed on my foot. It's on your birth certificate, right? Sure. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's true. I don't think they just know because you have to. I think you have to. Oh, whatever. Uh, guys, like, uh, after a baby's born, they don't crack them open and get some blood. <laughs> they, they, they break it All up right, in a hard the way. baby's born, crack it open. Yeah, just like, <laughs> uh, Jessica, thank you very much for your fan suggestion. Worst request ever. Like. Fired. Uh, She's never really even great. listened to this show. She has. I Wait, really? She, she said has. she didn't. She said she has to me. Wait, is she She's at lying. is she at Saturday Night R? She is. Uh, yeah, Senator Rose Felix. <laughs> All um, right, let's wrap this up. Uh, yeah, let's wrap this up. Anyway, thank you very much for that. Uh, she also did give us like seven more things to try if, in a future episode. Yeah, I knew this was. Co- I so knew this get was excited. Happening. I knew. <laughs> get excited. I'm they so might come angry. one day. I'm so fucking angry, guys. My friends have suggestions for things to do on the show too. <laughs> Not really. You don't have yeah, answer. Right. That's a weird, <laughs> quiet. Are you okay, Joey? <laughs> and the answer is no. He's never yeah. been okay. Yeah, I'm fine, probably. All right, let's wrap. You should this love box. wrestling, guys. Where can we find us on social media? <laughs> oh. uh, you can find me on Twitter at Joey Tainman, and you can listen to my podcast, Twenty Five Minutes of Silence. That's uh, probably going to be on iTunes, which is a whole other can of worms that we won't it's open right pod- now because we'll spend fifty yeah, it's more a minutes. Podcast where a guest and I uh, sit in silence for twenty five minutes. There'll definitely be a couple of episodes up by the time that we post this. I've got uh, people like uh, people. Like Maddox, people like Beth Appel, the artistic director of UCB, Deanna Reasonover, who's current, currently uh, writing for uh, I Love Dick on uh, Amazon. Steven it's is a really so good podcast that you guys should show. check out. Guys, you can always find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Gligger, G L I G O R. And if you're not too busy, hell, check out Joey Cliff's new podcast, 25 Minutes of Silence. He's got uh, guests <laughs> like Deanna Reasonover, uh, UCB artistic director Beth Appel, Maddox, and many more. Check it out. <clears throat> check it out. It's coming soon. <laughs> it's coming real soon. <laughs> you know what? Uh, guys, I don't need you to follow on me on social media. I don't need anything. Um, it's your solitary cunt. I know. <laughs> I know that this terrible, stupid idea from Joey will inevitably end up on like Split Cider or something. Like, <laughs> this guy, life is unfair. This guy's deconstructing podcasts. This life he does unfair. podcasts and it doesn't have anything but silence. It's so what, funny. What, I can't uh, wait for what, that. What, 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 what font is that? Out of curiosity, I, I don't know. It's like a Wingdings font it, review. No, you know, it's uh, anyway. Uh, so so comic, yeah. Same. Somebody some and you're like fucking. Your like nerdiest friends are gonna be like, oh, Johnny, it's so funny that you're deconstructing comedy like that it's genius and i just want to say it's not uh it's not genius and everybody out there here's what i want to plug wow don't listen to it (laughs) don't don't buy the hype because you know what we've been doing variations on this joke for forever this is a four hour episode fuck fuck this joke and don't listen to 25 which we've been doing variations of this joke for forever which joke that it's just there's not a, like a podcast happening. It's just everything else but the podcast. I mean that that Hulk Hogan. Have we? 
that really? Hulk Hogan rant is uh, is basically that. Like it's the same idea, except we cut out the silence part because we couldn't possibly put that in the video. Which Hulk Hogan rant? The the one for on our fucking page. You go to you should love uh, boardwalkaudio.com for it slash you should love wrestling what in the top left corner. We have doing? a uh, a video that you did with uh, uh, Danny Van Kirk oh, and Greg right, right. Jones and Hulk oh, Hogan. Yeah, yeah. They play Hulk Hogan in The Rock. Oh, or no, it's Stone oh, Cold Steve Austin. You yeah. mean interrupter bits in wrestling shows and podcasts and wrestling? Interrupter bits. I get. No, no, no. It's just that the that, thing never starts. You lost me. I have no. The I'm thing lost never too. starts. The thing never starts. Yeah, but the, the thing. But uh, the thing about my it's pop- the same joke. But we actually. And the thing is, we'd actually pitched that long before we ever ended up on this like Hulk Hogan thing, and it's still going. And I've act, like it's so bad. It's so bad. It's just Steven. We all laugh at the idea of it because it's like, isn't it stupid? Isn't that such a stupid idea? And that's the. Those are the ideas that Joey has, and we all we all laugh at him. Steven, We're like, how don't, funny. Don't and then he me, does it. Don't make me bring yeah, Vince Russo back. Yeah, that's real funny that I do it, right? Don't make me bring Vince Russo back. <laughs> I swear to God, bro. Don't. I don't Vince know, uh, know who uh, that voice is. I've never I heard probably could get Vince Russo to be a guest on 25 Minutes of Silence. He, oh, are you? No, you. it wouldn't be silent. Yeah, you won't be quiet for 25 no, minutes. No, he like, couldn't be quiet for it. point. Point zero zero zero. And then, like seconds. in the third episode, I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna start talking it out. Like, I, you can't make. I've me already got. A, there are only a time. couple of people that I've told about <laughs> that are like, because I basically tell people like, oh, you can you can check your email, you can read a book in that time. It's uh, as long as you're quiet, yeah. it's whatever. Uh, so it's like very little time investment for people. But there are already a few people that are like, when I'm a guest on that show, I'm gonna do fucking weird stuff for sure. Everybody's gonna. You're trying. You're trying to deconstruct the idea, and then people are already gonna try to deconstruct the deconstructed idea. It's so stupid. I can't wait for this inane bullshit. I can't wait. <laughs> wow. Okay, can't wait. <laughs> so uh, uh, that was, uh, so that was across the media internet at, at Pearlstein. <laughs> Great. Uh, so, I decided uh, that that font for that is phosphate. Oh, uh, let me see this. Font I want to know phosphate. I can't really see. We'll look oh, at phosphate. Yeah, yeah. I've decided. Um, okay, so. Uh, Honestly, thank you so much, everybody, for mm-hmm. uh, for your submissions. Um, thank you, Brian Suarez. Thank you at Saturday Night R. Thank you uh, to everybody that tweeted, uh, you know, tweets of support at us and sent uh, five star reviews on iTunes. Those are always uh, very appreciated. Um, yeah, and definitely, you know, like and subscribe to us on iTunes uh, if you have not already. Word. So, uh, Stephen, do you love wrestling? Mm-hmm. Uh oh, no. Uh, and and after this, I mean, I appreciated our fans, but then they made me do this bullshit. Well, uh, but then they won me over by getting Nick to drink coconut water. So, well, hey, pretty great. Viva la, la raza. We lie. We cheat. We steal. We lie. We cheat. We steal. We lie. Five or six more episodes until I murder all of you. This has been a Boardwalk Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit boardwalkaudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.